Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM and also on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Every Thursday from 4 till 5 p.m. on a weekly basis. And speaking of which, if you guys are comfortable with this time slot, please let me know. Otherwise, you know, we'll have it adjusted back to the 8 till 9 p.m. time slot that you guys are much more accustomed to. But please let me know. Give me some feedback on that. What do you guys think? Does this work out for you or not? Again, let me know. Because I'm always looking for ways to improve the show for you guys because I do it for you guys, the people. Now... We got a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, we have a guest calling in who goes by the name of Eva Rose, who is a fashion and lifestyle blogger, beauty blogger as well. And uh, she will be calling in on the show to uh, discuss her latest and greatest beauty tips as well as some things in between. But before we get to that, I got to quickly get some stuff off of my chest. You already know how I do with this segment. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get straight to it. Uh, so Obama had an interview. <laughs> President Obama, to be exact, had an interview uh, on a radio show this past week discussing race relations in America as it pertained to the uh, the Charleston tragedy. All right. Now, as you all know, nine people were shot inside a church uh, by a uh, white male by the name of Dylan Dylan Roof, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Now. He went on this radio interview to discuss race relations in America, and he was basically talking about how how we haven't really come that far, and that race is still a topic that we are still trying to tackle. Uh, during the interview, he decided to add more emphasis to that topic by using the N word, or let's just be honest, nigger. He said nigger during his during his um, his speech, basically. Now he said it in proper context. He basically said that. Just because we don't say we're not supposed to say nigger, you know, in a public forum or anything of that sort or people refuse to say the word that does not abolish racism altogether. And he basically said everything factually within that statement. <clears throat> Pardon me. Now, if you haven't heard the speech, YouTube is somewhere. It's all over the place. And here's the thing that that kind of has me riled up a little bit. The fact that there are people out there who are making a big deal about this, whether it's liberal media or conservative media, conservative media, especially. But they're a bunch of idiots. So I don't really pay attention to what they say. But nonetheless, it's important to note that these guys were basically angry, quote unquote, at the fact that Obama was using the word, especially within its proper context. Um, but a lot of people want to ignore the fact that it was used in the, in the proper context and just want to focus on the fact that he used the word nonetheless. The funny thing is, um, I was watching a couple of clips from Fox News, unwillingly, of course, I was just doing research, and basically they got some of their black experts, so to speak, to speak on the matter, and they're basically defaming Obama for using the word and referring to him as the first rap president or or you know, head rap of state, basically trying to make the parallels between him and rappers who use that, who use the word in their own form, basically, instead of nigger, they say nigga and basically use it within their, within their songs and the lyrics and what have you. So he basically tried to equate, they basically tried to equate Obama into that category all because he said the word. Now, 
it's funny that the uh, the black analysts from Fox News were saying this. However, we all know that there would be a heap of backlash if it were, let's say, white analysts who said that about Obama as far as the comparisons were concerned. What if Bill O'Reilly had said, you know, Obama is the first rap president or if it was Sean Hannity or someone to that extent? See, these are the things that I think about, and this is these are the reasons why I don't watch things like Fox News, because it's nothing more than propaganda being spewed out. And to all the people who are angry at the fact that Obama said nigger during a speech, I think they have to listen to exactly what he was saying, and then realize that he was using it within its proper context. He didn't use it in an ignorant fashion. He didn't say it the way a rapper would say it. He was using it in proper context and that's what people need to realize so for all those getting mad don't get mad you have no reason to be mad whatsoever calm down when we come back from the commercial break um hopefully we will get eve of rose on the line and we will discuss uh her business and all those things in between but for now we gotta get some music you already know how we do the music this one comes by way of my homegirl melanie durant and this track right here is called which one do we have on here ain't coming back this is one we got coming up for you right now so keep it locked this is cool radio we'll be right back after these messages yeah ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the show you're now tuned into cfre 91.9 fm it is your man dm cool and welcome back to cool radio now people as promised i do have my guest who is ready to speak to the good people at home you guys listen you already know how we do um basically she is a lifestyle blogger she is a beauty blogger and a fashion one of that as well so we got a triple threat in the audience ladies and gentlemen uh we couldn't get her in studio but we will sometime now in the future i can promise you that and basically we are about to discuss a array of topics right now and i'm so happy that we get to pick her brain because uh, i like to get things from you know another perspective so to speak with that being said uh she goes by the name of eve of rose eve welcome to the show how are you good thank you for having me oh uh, thank you for calling in most definitely uh first thing that we have to know from you is how did you get your start in um i guess you could call it the uh, the vlogging business um, it's always something I've wanted to do. Growing up, I was very uh, artistic. Um, I went to school for broadcasting for television. I interned at CTV, and it was just a natural progress for me to start a blog. As a woman, I've always been interested in beauty and fashion and celebrities, so I thought, you know, why not create something of my own and kind of talk about things that interest me. So. Absolutely. Um, so beauty and fashion are two things that interest you, as we can all tell. Um, so what made you want to do those two in particular? Um, I think as a woman, we always are looking for the latest and the next uh, best thing, um, you know, uh, to make us feel good. Uh, when we look good, we feel good. <laughs> of course, of course. So um, it's just a natural thing that I was drawn to. So I decided to uh, focus more on beauty and lifestyle. Absolutely. <clears throat> Pardon me. And so I would say, you know, in the past or in, or not in the past, but currently right now, pardon me, uh, you're kind of, it kind of seems like you're more behind the scenes, so to speak. Um, but in past years, you were more up on the scene um, as you were a pageant contestant, actually. So tell us about that experience. Yes, I uh, competed in the Miss World Canada 2010. Um, it was actually in Toronto and it was my first pageant. And, and that's where I really got a feel of, of more of the beauty industry and the fashion industry because I was amongst women who 
love these things, and um, that's what a beauty pageant represents. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I've met a lot of great people, and I think that it was a great platform for me to use and launch my blog, which I did two years later. Perfect, perfect. So you basically used it as somewhat of like a like a launch pad or a vehicle of sorts to get your business started. Exactly. Perfect. And specifically with the with the beauty and lifestyle, like what type of tips do you like to give out in your vlogs? Uh, the type of t- tips I like to give out are, um, you know, what products you can use to make your makeup look better. Uh, what product can you use to make your skin look better, uh, hair look better. Everybody's trying to grow out their hair these days. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, what products are these celebrities using that um, work and that can work for you, for you as well? So. Now, I, in my job, I'm like, I'm like on the outside looking in mainly because I'm a guy. But, like, I find that a lot of a lot of a lot of ladies like to emulate the makeup and hairstyles that a lot of celebrities uh, like to use. But the thing is, I feel as though some styles, you know, just don't work with everyone. So would it would it be a fair assumption to say that you know people should uh, just embrace the style that kind of suits them best rather than just going for what the Joneses are going for, so to speak? Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, do what makes you comfortable, um, kind of be true to yourself, but you can always be inspired by by others, by celebrities and, and what they're doing. So, But it's always to kind of keep it, you know, natural and true to who you are. And if you find that it's too much of, you know, outside of the zone of, of you know, whatever you're comfortable with, then I'd say stick to what you know best. Absolutely. Um, <coughs> pardon me. So let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, fashion. Fashion is a huge, huge staple within pop culture and specifically within hip-hop culture as well. As well. So why, in your opinion, is that so? Fashion, I find, is a way to really express yourself. Uh, you know, they always say first impressions uh, are everything. And, you know, people can tell a lot by the clothes that you wear. So it's a form of telling the world who you are. Mm-hmm. It's a form of expressing who you are and showing um, and who, who you are. So I think, you know, fashion will always be something that's, huge within pop culture, hip hop and all genres of uh of media or music. Absolutely. And why do you think there's so much power in the in the brand behind the fashion? So a lot of people will name drop uh, designers like Ralph Lauren Ralph Lauren or Giovanni or or Gucci or something like that. Why do you think there's so much power behind that? I think there's a lot of power in these brands because these brands have proven to be timeless. And they have proven to, you know, be classic, and they have classic pieces, and um, it's all about how they make people feel mm-hmm. when they wear them, um, the texture of the clothing, uh, the quality of the clothing, um, the, the colors, and the way that they're designed, uh, I, I think, you know, does a lot. And uh, I think, first and foremost, it's definitely how these clothes make you feel, you know, how these brands make you feel when you wear them. You feel great. So I think that's why they've had this lo- uh, lasting power. Yeah, absolutely. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that um, as strong as, as a brand as, let's say, uh, Burberry may be, um, every now and again, there may be something that may drag down the value of it. For example, if you have a rapper like like Birdman from Cash Money Records, pretty much wear like a Burberry jumpsuit with matching Burberry Timberlands and like a, a front dashboard of Burberry in his Lamborghini. Do you feel that that drags down the value of the brand? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I, I can't speak for Birdman himself. Um, <laughs> I can't speak for Burberry either, but uh-huh. I think definitely to each. To each his own. <laughs> I think Burberry makes a line, you know, for everybody. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't really have a comment on that. <laughs> That's a very safe answer. <laughs> oh man, uh, but no, like I just, I just happen to think that, like, yeah, like some of these, some of these brands out here, they they are classic, they are timeless, but then I feel like they almost somewhat take a bit of a hit if I personally feel that an artist or whomever is wearing it isn't representing it properly. Now for me, that's kind of a subjective thing because not everyone may agree. Like for example, you know, you, you're kind of indifferent about it, which is cool. Um, but I don't know, man. I feel like some people kind of take it a little too far sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen, I mean, what, what have I seen? I'm trying to remember some of the most ridiculous things I've seen besides from that. Um, I mean, even you even look at let's say um, Sean Diddy Combs um, in one of his videos from like way back like nineteen ninety whatever. He had a bottle of Cristal. Everyone knows Cristal is like the most one of the most you know elite brands of champagne out there. And he's just drinking it from the bottle and then he's spitting it out like it's like it's water. So it's just like, do you like like where where do you find the balance? Like where do you find the balance of upholding a brand and you know representing it in your own way and then just kind of making a mockery out of it? Um, well, uh, what do you mean by where, where do I find the balance? Uh, so like, so like, like you said, like fashion is a way to express yourself mm-hmm. in any way you see fit, but then the way that you're expressing yourself with that brand, you know, may not, uh, be to the uh, brand's best interest, so to speak. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I can't speak for what others do, but mm-hmm. I think that, you know, people should always keep in mind, um, you know, what you're representing. And I think as a celebrity, and if you are a brand yourself and you're wearing other brands, for example, you have to kind of take all that in consideration. But again, you know, people will do what they want to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have too much of a comment on that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We'll keep it moving. Um, so... I, I saw on your Instagram post, actually, that you have a couple of photos of, like, NBA players and what have you. So mm-hmm. it, made, it made me wonder, like, are you a fan of, of the game of basketball by any chance? I am. Okay, okay. So let me get your opinion on something. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, who, in your opinion, is the most fashionable NBA player right now? I definitely have to say Tristan Thompson. <laughs> okay, are, are you saying that because he's a Canadian Canadian guy? <laughs> oh, no, it's because I've done my research, and uh, he has amazing style. Uh, okay. I think everyone can agree, um, not even just the fact that he's Canadian, but, you know, he has an amazing style. I think he can dress everything from, you know, casual to, uh, you know, upscale, and um, he, he does it well, I think. Very nice, very nice. And who do you think is the worst <laughs> fashionably dressed player in the NBA right now? <laughs> I actually don't know of the worst, uh, honestly speaking. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd, ha- I'd have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hoping you would have an answer because I don't have an answer for that either. Because I was trying to think about it for a couple hours. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know who really stands out as like not really giving a damn when it comes to a press conference or, you know, coming into the tunnel before the game starts. Um, But nonetheless, very interesting. Um, My question, another question actually is, I remember in the early days, let's say early 2000s or so, um, a lot of players in the NBA adopted the hip-hop fashion, like Allen Iverson for one. And then somewhere in the mid-2000s, the league said, no, you guys have to dress 
fitted and fashionably or business casual to a certain degree. Um, do you think that was for the uh, the betterment of the league itself, or is that to the detriment of the league? I think it's definitely for the betterment. I think you know, the the nicer that you dress, the the better it is in all occasions, and no matter what type of work that you do. Um, I think it's great. A lot of these basketball players have a lot of uh, great fashion sense, and they dress very well. And I think that it's important. And um, you know, um, why not? You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, we know you're a busy woman, Eve. So before we let you go, we're actually going to play a game. All right, okay. and we uh-huh. like to play games around here. Okay. So with that being said, the first game that we have on tap is called Cool or Uncool. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play that track right now, actually. Let's hit it. So the way this game goes, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm going to give you a list of scenarios to choose from. And basically, you have to tell me whether it's cool or uncool. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, cool. So before we start off, this track in the background, for those who don't know, uh, is from a group called Dickable Planets, and this is their hit record, Cool Like That. So, of course, I'd have to play it for all you guys, especially for this game that we're playing. But nonetheless, we're about to get started. And feel free to elaborate on your answers as well. So, the first one we have... Just gonna turn it down a little bit. The first one we have is Fluorescent Colored Weave. Cool or uncool? Uncool. Okay. <laughs> all right. There we go. Uh, <laughs> can you give us your reasons for that, please? I just, I'm just curious. Um... Your hair should never be that bright. <laughs> <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, maxi dresses in the summer. Cool or uncool? Cool. All right. I, I definitely find them cool. Um, let's see here. Men's choice. Uh, we already covered this um, just now, actually. But nonetheless, men's choice of fashion in the NBA today. Cool or uncool? Cool. All right. Uh, fedoras. Cool or uncool? Cool. Perfect. I like how you timed that with, with the drop as well, too. Very nice on your end. Because, of course, you meant to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Hipster fashion. Cool or uncool? Cool. Cool. Okay, you kind of struggled with that. What's the conundrum you're having? It, it depends how you put it together. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say would be a cool hipster outfit? Anything that's not too tight mm-hmm. and not too bright. <laughs> no, okay, okay, fair enough. So no pastel-colored uh, caprice or anything like that? Uh, I think for spring that was good, but we're moving into summer. Uh, but um, probably more for spring, not, okay. not now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's see here. Um, what do we have here? Red velvet cake, cool or uncool? Very cool. Very cool. Okay, you're struggling with that. You're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Very cool. I think they're delicious. Okay. I, I feel like a lot of women love red velvet cake. Like, I feel like women just kind of had like, like a big congressional hearing and said, okay, so the new flavor of the year will be red velvet cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, the influence of 90s hip-hop fashion in today's younger generation. Cool or uncool? Cool. Very cool. All right. Have you seen the movie Dope, by the way? Not yet, Okay, it's a good movie. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. Um, I got a couple more left. Toronto Fashion Week, cool or uncool? Cool. 
cool because I've been there. All right. <laughs> it's very good. All right. And the final one that I have for you, going over budget on shopping, cool or uncool? Cool, only when you need to. Only when you need to? Really important. Okay. So give me a scenario that would be very important. Eve, do we still have you? Eve? Eve, are you still there with us? Hmm. We may have lost Eve on the line right now. Eve, can you still hear us? Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we may have lost Eve on the line, but we will try and get her back. Um, But nonetheless... Those were her thoughts and views on certain things that she likes within fashion and in the industry, nonetheless. But if we're not able to get her back on the line, then we thank her for calling in. Uh, but we'll definitely try our best to do that, nonetheless. But anyways, we're going to keep it moving right now, all right? So with that being said, we have a commercial break to get to. And we're going to play some music during that break, of course. So the next track that I have for you guys on tap is one from a crew that we had in here not too long ago. They go by the name of Black August. And uh, their track that we have right now is called Zoom. So when we get back, we'll try to get back in touch with Eve. Otherwise, we'll get into Trip Talk. All right, so keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, people. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. Um, we have Eve back on the line. Eve, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah, we kind of cut abruptly in that last segment. I thought you went to run off and do some shopping real quick. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, all right. So when we, uh, when we last left off, uh, I asked you going over budget on shopping. You said cool, and mm-hmm. then you said only if necessary. So yeah. my question to you was, what's the most necessary time that you can do shopping, or going over budget on shopping rather? Well, I think, for example, if you're getting married, um, <laughs> or <laughs> or if it's a graduation mm-hmm. or baby shower, mm-hmm. so you know, important life events. Fair enough, fair enough. I can actually I can actually agree with that. I thought I thought you were gonna say something crazy like, Oh, you know, it's Friday night, gotta turn up with the girls and everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no worries. Okay, so that was that was cool or uncool. Now we have another game that we like to play. This one is like a staple around here. Uh this game I like to call I'd quit the game. So let's drop that real quick. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Alright, Eve. So in an alternate universe, you are living the bachelorette's life, okay? So you are wheeling and dealing, and you have your fair choice of any man you choose to date. However, <clears throat> pardon me, there comes a time when every person, man or woman, has to quit the game. They got to settle down, have the kids, move into the white house with the white picket fence, tire swing, apple pie cool on the windowsill, the whole spiel. Now, if you had to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked for you, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Idris Elba, or would you quit the game for Shamar Moore? Idris Elba. Idris Elba, okay. And why Idris? I just respect him so much as an actor, and I think he's amazing at what he does. Um, I love his movies. Mm -hmm. And... He's very good looking. Mm-hmm. That so, helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And of course, you know, you got to love the British accent as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely can't forget that one. No, definitely cannot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eve. So now we're going to properly sign you off. Uh, before you do go, however, uh, where can the people reach you uh, social media-wise? Uh, social media, I have a YouTube channel. It's Eve of Rose. I'm also on Instagram, at Eve of Rose, and on Facebook, at Eve of Rose as well. So those three platforms. Perfect, perfect. Well, Eve, thank you for calling in, and we will try and get you in studio next time, uh, but definitely it was a blast having a conversation with you. Okay, awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. You take care, all right? You too, thanks. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Eve of Rose. Make sure you follow her on all social media accounts at Eve of Rose. Now, with that being said, it's time to get to our next topic, ladies and gentlemen. I am talking about trip talk, all right? So three topics in three minutes. Uh, We'll see how many we can get to, but nonetheless, we have a bevy of topics to get through. So with that being said, let's get to the first one. So first topic on the docket, Drake... Um, made headlines duh, 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 uh, when he and Nicki Minaj were said to have been following Lil Wayne in his decision to leave Cash Money. All right, now this is no surprise because Lil Wayne has been vocal about him wanting to leave the label that he pretty much helped build, and then also on top of that, uh, Young Money he wants to separate Young Money from Cash Money as well because there are certain people. <clears throat> pardon me, who are owed money, but who haven't gotten their money yet. And Drake and Nicki Minaj being the loyal artists that they are, you know, towards Wayne, because he is the one that kind of discovered them, basically, are ready to follow suit. Now, I'm going to say this, and I don't want to say I told you so, so I'm not going to. But I will say the following. I have been saying that Cash Money is a graveyard label. And I have been saying that artists, if they care about their work, their craft, and what have you, that they should not be signing to Birdman and Co. First and foremost, why would you want to be signing to a guy by the name of Birdman? Does that make you feel secure that your music and your publishing and everything in between is safe? I wouldn't feel safe signing to a guy named Birdman. Would you? No, of course not. And you shouldn't be. And Drake and Nicki Minaj are right in the sense where they should be following Lil Wayne out the doors of cash money. Now, this is going to take a very long time to settle because uh, Lil Wayne still has maybe a couple albums left on his on his uh, contract. I think Drake's contract is done, so he's kind of chilling. Nicki, I don't know what her situation is. But nonetheless, those three artists are bigger than cash money, and they all know it. So whatever they can do to get themselves out of that situation, they need to handle it immediately because Cash Money and Bad Boy are two labels that you don't want any type of affiliation with whatsoever because both of those labels are graveyards. I mean, think about it. We can go down the line of how many artists have been on Cash Money. Let's see here. You had Manny Fresh, who was one of the architects of that label, production-wise. He's gone. Juvenile, their biggest artist for... The first three or four years, um, gone. Uh, Turk, he's in jail, so yes, gone. BG, in jail as well, gone. Mac 10, gone. Lil Wayne could have left back in 2005 and signed a nice lucrative deal with Rockefeller Records under his mentor, Jay-Z, but he decided not to. That was his mistake. Uh, currency, well, he was more of young money, but whatever, gone. You guys see where I'm going with this. Basically, if you care about your career... Don't want to get screwed by your executives 
then leave Cash Money immediately. Um, so good for Drake on that. Now, another story that involves Drake is uh, an interview that he did with Fader. And it was part of a, uh, a, uh, a campaign for Sprite, Obey Your Thirst. That's the campaign that they have going on right now with certain artists. I believe Nas is on that campaign as well, as well as a couple others. Now, basically, Drake uh, said during the interview that you as a hip-hop artist do no, no longer do you need to go to New York to start your career because New York at this point in time is irrelevant. Now... He also continued to say that uh, guys like him, The Weeknd, Party Next Door, they all became successful because they stayed home and maintained their fan base. Now, a couple of things. I agree with him in the sense that uh, New York is irrelevant because nowadays you have artists coming out from anywhere and everywhere. You have J. Cole coming out of North Carolina. You have Kendrick Lamar coming out of uh, Compton, California. You have Logic coming out of Baltimore, Maryland. You have Big Crick coming out of uh, uh, Meridian, Mississippi. Now, New York did used to be a hotbed for hip-hop when it first started in the 80s and the 90s. A little bit of the early 2000s as well, but from 2005 and onward, it's kind of been dead as far as artists breaking out. Now, my thing is this. He is right. New York is kind of irrelevant at this point in time. People don't really care where you're from. They just care about whether or not you're bringing good music and good material overall. However, I will say that uh, with New York, I kind of hate this thing, and I notice this more so with the... uh, fundamentalist artists in New York, so to speak, that they always have this bring New York back mentality. And I think it's kind of pointless because at the end of the day, no one cares where you're from in this day and age in hip hop. They only care about what type of music you're putting out, what message is behind it. Some people just care if it has a hot beat behind it or not, et cetera, et cetera. No one cares. So I hate hearing all these old heads say, you know, we got to bring New York back. Hip hop is real when it's coming out of New York. It, that 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 is very subjective to say because what like what is considered real what is what is considered unreal. So I've always had a problem with that bring New York back statement when it comes to people within hip hop. So I was never really down for that statement. So I can give Drake uh, his credit on that one in that regard. What I do disagree with, however, somewhat disagree with. Pardon me. Is he said that. The way he did it, the way The Weeknd did it, the way Party Next Door did it is that they stayed home and maintained their fan base. I agree and disagree. I agree with Drake's – no, sorry. Let me – actually, let me start off with why I disagree with, uh, with what Drake said. I, agree with, I disagree with what Drake said in that regard because of the fact that when Drake was getting his career started, he did start off in Toronto. He built a little bit of a fan base, but a lot of people, for the most part, weren't really rocking with him because – People couldn't find it believable that this guy who used to play some character on a teenage soap opera is trying to become a rapper. It wasn't until he went on tour with Lil Wayne and the rest of the Cash Money crew, or sorry, Young Money crew rather, that his fan base exploded and that people in Canada, Toronto in particular, were saying, oh my gosh, Drake, Drake, he's putting off for Toronto. They only said that because of the fact that he was co-signed by a big name artist in America. Had that not happened, I find it kind of doubtful that we would have gotten the same results. Now, as far as the weekend and Party Next Door are concerned, yes, they did establish their fan base within Toronto. However, it was because of Drake's co sign that they were able 
to establish that fan base. Just think about it like this. They basically got the rub, so to speak, from Drake, who had already been big at the time. And that is what gave them their exposure in the first place. If we were just wondering who The weekend or Party Next Door was without the co-sign of Drake, would we really care? I'm sure they would have some fans, you know, flock to the music and they would get a nice buzz going on. But I doubt that they would have gotten this somewhat internet fanfare that they have gotten over the last years or, or so. So Drake having given them that cosign helped a lot. So technically, yes, they were able to stay uh, home side and maintain their fan base, but it was largely due in part to Drake's cosign, which is great because as an artist coming from a city, you want to give the baton to the next person up, and which is what you should be doing. So I'm not going to discredit him on that. But in Drake's scenario, he had to get that cosign from America, nonetheless, to say, "Hey guys, I'm a great artist." Let's, you know, go behind me and support. And I wish Toronto would do a better job of doing that instead of having to wait for Jay-Z or Lil Wayne or whomever to give one of our guys a cosign. So let's not do that anymore. How about that? All right. So we're going to keep Trip Talk late um, this week. I'm going to stick to two topics, those two topics. Let me know what you guys think about it. Hit me up on Twitter at cool underscore radio. And also hit me up personally at DM underscore cool on Twitter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show where we like to get old school. So that being said, let's get to the Throwback Thursday track of the day. Let's hit it real quick. Yes, yes, y'all, and it don't stop. It's to the beach, y'all, and it don't stop. Now, this track right here, this one comes from the late 90s, and it's probably the last classic record from this group in particular, and they broke up after this album came out. Um, this track is from A Tribe Called Quest. Off of their 1998 album, here is a song entitled find a way which is one of my personal favorite tribe tracks and overall favorite hip-hop songs when we get back from the break we do have wanks of the week so keep it locked this is cool radio we'll be right back after these messages yeah what's going on people it's your boy femi lasting and name it's your man bo pinto at bo pinto jay hood from the toronto argos you are now tuned in cool cool radio 91.9 fm I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news, hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Welcome back, welcome back. You're now tuned in to CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man DM Cool with cool radio welcome back to the show now ladies and gentlemen it is time for the main event who has entered the shallow walls of the hall of shame who will be the captain of coonery this week ladies and gentlemen it is time for wankster of the week so uh let's hit that real quick this week's Wankster of the Week. This one, this one's different, actually. Um, I'm going to call this one the When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong edition, all right? Now, originally, it was intended for one person. However, recent news, you know, sprouted up this morning about another individual who engaged in 
I guess you could call it wankster activity. So therefore, we're going to make it a double roast. It's going to be a co-wankster between these two, all right? So first off, the wankster, the original intended solo wankster this week is Sean P. Diddy Combs. Now, Diddy is getting the wankster because he attempted to get physical with his son's football coach. Now, let me paint the story for you. Basically, what happened was he was attending his son's football practice at UCLA, and he did not like the way that his coach was talking to him. Basically, his coach you know, sounded very aggressive and angry and everything in between. But here's the thing. He's a football coach. Football is about aggression. He's supposed to sound angry. He's supposed to, he's supposed to sound aggressive, intimidating, yada, yada, yada. But no, that's not good enough for Diddy because anything that's related to the Diddy brand, whether it be Bad Boy or his sons, they should get preferential treatment. So what does Diddy do? He gets into the guy's face and attempts to swing a kettlebell, a kettlebell at the coach. So obviously this didn't fly too well. So what happened was he was apprehended by campus police and then he was sent to a nearby jail where he, of course, posted bail. So Diddy, you get the wankster for that. I'm going to get back to you in a second. Now, the next wankster on the block is Rick Ross. All right. Now, this one's a bit more serious, actually. Rick Ross was actually charged with kidnapping and assault. All right. Now, what ended up happening was he basically forcefully brought some gentleman into his home and proceeded to beat him with a pistol, shattering his jaw altogether. Now it is at the point where this person in question cannot even chew properly because of the damage that was done to his jaw. Now, this sounds like something that the Rick Ross character would engage in within his music and videos, but like I said at the beginning of the segment, this is where keeping it real goes wrong. I don't know what the story behind beating up this guy was, but whatever it was, he didn't have to take it to that extent. Rick Ross, you know, not that this is right, could easily could have gotten someone to do his dirty work to keep his hands clean, so to speak. However, as I said, that's still not right. And plus, Rick Ross, you are a public figure. You are a... I don't even want to call you a musician. You are an you are a recording artist, basically. Okay, you are a recording artist. Therefore, your visibility is important because it strengthens your brand. Now, I know a lot of these gangster rappers want to imitate what they do in their music in real life, but at the end of the day, is pistol whipping somebody in their face to prove your street credibility all that worth it? We already know about how you had to pass as a corrections officer, and we know that you don't move hundreds of pounds or thousands of pounds of dope throughout Miami to God knows where. Because if that were the case, your ass would have been arrested a long time ago anyway. So why are you pistol whipping people like your jaw shaft? It makes no sense at all. And then going back to Diddy, why are you trying to swing kettlebells at people? Why? Why, just because someone yelled at your son? During practice? We talking about practice? Like Alan Iverson on the podium talking about practice, practice? Keep in mind, one of the charges that was alluded to Diddy uh, or alleged to Diddy, rather, was um, terroristic threats. So basically, that kind of coincides with threatening someone's life. So that would technically count as a terrorist threat. It's kind of funny they say that because you think back to the Charleston shooting where uh, Dylan Roof shot nine people in the church, and that wasn't characterized as a terroristic threat whatsoever. We'll leave that for another discussion, ladies and gentlemen. But nonetheless, 
<clears throat> these two guys are getting the wankster for basically trying to keep it real. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is when keeping it real goes wrong. So with that being said, do both Sean Diddy Combs and Rick Ross deserve the wankster of the week? Of course they do. So with that being said, let's drop it one more time. Wanksters are everywhere, I tell you. Just everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for another edition of Cool Radio. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I apologize for the late start, and I apologize for the technical difficulties that happened midway through the show. Uh, next week, you already know what the deal is. Tune in uh, for another live episode. We will have another guest come through. I guarantee that. And also, if you prefer this 4 to 5 p.m. time slot let me know hit me up at twitter at cool underscore radio or at dm underscore cool uh catch all video clips of cool radio on youtube just type in cool radio cool in caps and you'll find it um also follow us on soundcloud at cool underscore radio where we have all full audio episodes recorded on there for your convenience and your enjoyment and they are also and they are also downloadable just so you're not killing your data or anything like that. I don't know what people's data plans are these days. But nonetheless, they are downloadable for your enjoyment. With that being said, that's my time. I have to wrap up, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it is your man, DM Koo. Keep it gravy and wavy. I'm out of here. Peace.